This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast also heard on The Bet in Las Vegas, if you're listening to us on the radio. Uh, Glad to be back with you here, Scott Cobranson and Momotin talking Raiders football. And joining us today, we're excited. We've been waiting for this one for a bit. And that, of course, is uh, our guest, Brian Baldinger. Of course, you know him as Baldy, and he is here. You can catch him on Odyssey. He's on our NFL Insider here. Also, Fox and, of course, NFL Network at Baldy NFL. Baldy's breakdowns are always a huge, huge deal for NFL fans. We love it. Uh, Brian, thanks for being with us today. Well, it's good to be with you on the uh, official start of the new year. Uh, Free agency just kicked off here officially a couple hours ago. So here we are on uh, Wednesday, March 15th, maybe. And um, let's put whatever happened uh, in the rearview mirror. Let's start building this, this proud franchise into a playoff team here and it really kind of starts during free agency yeah and that's it's a good point you bring that up because that's what we wanted to do we wanted to first of course start with having the conversation the Raiders had one huge uh of course, hole in their roster as things came up. And that, of course, was quarterback. So the Raiders say goodbye to Derek Carr in nine and a half years. You've covered this story. You know very well. They go out. They sign Jimmy Garoppolo. He was rumored as that tampering period opened up. Boom, the Raiders quickly do that. Give me your first reaction to Jimmy G coming back to someone he knows well, and that's Josh McDaniels. Well, that can never be a bad thing, a guy that he's familiar with. You know, I mean, Jimmy's leaving an organization where Kyle Shanahan was the head coach, the play caller. He was very demanding of the quarterbacks. Uh, basically, you know, was pretty controlling of the quarterbacks. And it was an issue, I think, that Derek Carr had with Josh McDaniels uh, with the Raiders is, you know, just the freedom that he probably would like to have the way some quarterbacks do to, to really control the game at the line of scrimmage. And that's not really the way Josh operates. And But, you know, but the good thing is with – uh, Jimmy G coming in, like he's used to operating that way. He was, he operated that way when he was in New England with Josh and the way Bill Belichick ran his team. He operated that way in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. So I think there's a familiarity about what is expected, what's demanded, what practices are like, how difficult uh, they can be, and they should be. Uh, you know, because you kind of want to put your quarterback. Uh, in the most difficult situations you can during a week to prepare him for Sundays. And I, I think Jimmy, uh, despite the fact that sometimes it looks like he doesn't have a single problem in the world, he'll tell you <laughs> that some of those practices out there in San Francisco, um, you know, you might come and see otherwise uh, when he gets an earful from his head coach there. So, Baldy, Mo Moten coming in uh, from Bleacher Report. There are a lot of Raider fans on the ledge right now. Uh, some Raider fans didn't like the signing of Jimmy G because of his well-documented injury history. But we brought you here to talk X's and O's. And I dug back in the archives, and I saw an old breakdown that you did in 2019 of Jimmy G versus the Carlos in Week 9. And it was a pretty good breakdown of what he can do well. And you saw the accuracy. You saw the ball placement, his ability to go through his progressions. 
He took the hit in a nasty hit in the pocket, off platform throw. He's on target, on schedule. So just kind of go through and maybe expand on some of the things that Josh McDaniels can do with Jimmy G and how he can uplift that Raiders offense. Yeah, no, Mo. Look, I mean, the things that you just described, you know, just from a breakdown. I mean, I think those things are true. I mean, I think he understands progressions. I think he understands, you know, how to read a defense from the moment that he gets the ball snapped uh, in his three-step, five-step, seven-step drops. What he's looking at, I think he knows what he's looking at. Um, you know, he's not like a lot of guys. I mean, he needs help around him. He needs protection. He needs guys that can win one-on-ones, that can separate, uh, you know, whether because of their size or because of their route running. Uh, obviously, with a guy like Devontae and Hunter, you've got two elite route runners that know how to beat man coverage. And so, you know, that's a good thing for Jimmy. The offense line, I thought, improved uh, greatly. Uh, as the season went on, you know, a guy like Dylan Parham, uh, I thought really became uh, exactly what they wanted him to become, like a really entrenched starting guard. And he's got the league's leading rusher. He can't do it by himself, Mo. But I th- think the, the, when he gets into trouble, there's two things. One, when he gets late into the progressions, and sometimes he's just got to snap it off. He's got to snap that ball. Sometimes he makes poor decisions when he does that. They can lead to turnovers or to some passes that flutter away from him and then look look, you cannot dismiss the injury history it it showed up last year and it showed up since his time when he took over for Tom Brady in New England and that has to be a concern and you could go in saying all right um, if we get 14 or 15 games out of Jimmy that's a win okay all right but he's had some serious injuries where he's missed considerable time and where he's needed surgeries uh, that set him back in the offseason a year ago. And so you have to know that going in, that this can happen to Jimmy. That's just the way that he's constructed. Um, injuries are part of the game, but you just don't want it at that position. So two-part question. You're a former offensive lineman. I just wanted your quick thoughts on Jermaine Illuminar because I felt like Jermaine Illuminar got better as the, as the season went on. It was his first time, first year being a full-time starter at the right tackle position. I felt like, yeah, he had the penalties, but I think as far as his pass protection – pretty solid. I think the Raiders should resign. I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. The other thing is about Jimmy G and what thing I noticed is, do you think he's too dependent on throwing to the middle of the field? Because even in your breakdown, a lot of throws in, in between the hashes. Do you think there's an issue with him throwing outside the numbers? Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a little bit of a concern there, Mo. Uh, you know, the, those throws across the field, I mean, either you have to throw those with elite anticipation or you've got to be able to really drive the ball. It's got to be one or the other. Preferably, you like a guy that can do both, that has elite anticipation and can drive it. And I think that Jimmy has anticipation. I don't think he can always drive. He just doesn't have – he just doesn't generate that type of power. It doesn't mean that he can't, but he has struggled with that in the past. Illuminar played great last year. I think he gave up Mo. You know, I don't have the stats in front of me. I think mm-hmm. he maybe gave up at the most three sacks. Yep, uh, he correct. didn't have too many penalties. He might have had ten, uh, somewhere around that. But it was the first chance he ever got a chance to play. You know, I mean, really, he's bounced around. I remember when he, the Baltimore Ravens drafted him. You know, and I remember you know seeing him and the Ravens had a nice pipeline of offensive linemen coming through there. Um, you know, I thought Alex Bars played good. I I always kind of think Mo in tandems. Like I feel like. The two guards in the center is like a tandem. The left guard, left tackle is a tandem. The right guard, right tackle. Because you do so much 
together, whether it's combo blocks, cutoff blocks. And so how you work together. I thought Dillon, you know, on and, and Colton played really well together, especially in the run game. Uh, and then if you had Foster Moreau, you know, the tight end, whatever, I thought I thought they 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 sealed the edges pretty good. And I saw that development with Bars and Illuminar. So I don't know what their plans are. I know that uh, both those guys are free agents right now. Um, you know, I, you're seeing secondary free agents go. Like I just saw mm-hmm. Nate Herbert go to Pittsburgh from the Jets. Mm-hmm. You know, for, mm-hmm. you know, one of those kind of contracts where you go, okay, prove yourself, you'll get another contract, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like Jermaine is in that situation. Like maybe he deserves a two-year deal, whether, you know, from the Raiders and like, Prove yourself, you'll be in a position for another contract, a bigger contract, if you mm-hmm. can nail down that right tackle position. Well, and, and Baldy, I'll tell you that the Raider fans overall have been a little nervous just because the team in this free, early free agent period just hasn't signed a lot of guys on the defense. And I know we talk about it all the time. You talk about it all the time. Look, in the NFL, you got to win in the trenches. We, we talked about the offensive line. They had an improved offensive line there. But then when you get to the situation – with the Raiders defensive line, you talk a lot about Max Crosby and what he's done on the edge, but the middle of the Raiders defense needs a lot of work. Um, there's a lot of good players coming up in the draft, young guys. Are you surprised that they haven't made any moves yet uh, in the middle of the defense? Yeah, I am. You know, they it's been a weakness. In fact, they just haven't been able to put a defense together. Right. You know, whether I mean, there's just been so many changes. Obviously, there's regime changes and things like that. And so, you know, players come and go. Marcus Epps was signed. He's a he's a really smart player, played really well in Philadelphia. Um, I think they're getting a good player. Uh, nobody can really – nobody seems like they can draft safeties. They have to find them, you know, in the secondary market. And so that that's an issue, although, I you know, I know that uh, Trayvon is back there and he was, you know, a high pick for him in the second round. But I just feel like your team – I just feel like it has to be built better and, and and guys that can just stick. And it starts, you know, with building it right down the middle and just building it strong down the middle. I just feel like you can never go wrong when you do that. And, I, you know, I don't know right now if Blau Nichols or, you know, some of the guys, Pika, Pecco, some of the guys they have mm-hmm. in there, they picked up, you know, uh, Jerry Tillery, you know, and that looked like it was good for about a game. And then Jerry Tillery kind of looked like he did a lot, you know, for much of his time with the Chargers where he's he's not very good against the run, you know. And you go against teams that, you know, that want to run the ball, um, you know, it didn't look like it was something that, you know, he's particularly good at. He's looks more like an end than a defensive tackle, that kind of thing. But I feel like there has to be addressed. And I know Jonathan Hankins, all these guys that come through there. Yeah. But you need guys That's that can just anchor in the middle. And you need depth. I mean, look at these the top defenses in football. Like they've got depth on the defense line. I, I look. I love Max Crosby. I think he plays too many snaps. Like he's playing ninety plus percentage of the snaps. And as much as you don't want to take him off the field, I think he can even be better in the fourth quarter when the games are in the balance. So, so as a former player, I just want to take a big picture for a moment, Bali. Now, Joshua Daniels has obviously a losing record coming into. His second season with the Raiders he had a stint with Denver that didn't work out well. Of course, we all know the Raiders went six and eleven last year. 
it doesn't seem like Mark Davis has a mandate that, okay, you have to win now or you're going to be fired. But at what point do the players in the locker room start to lose faith in their head coach when they know he's had a losing record? You're coming off of a losing season. You're getting rid of guys like Darren Waller and Derek Carr. At what point do the players start to question, is he a head coach? Is he the guy to lead this football team? What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, I, I think some of those whispers are there, Mo. Now, for the same, yeah. for a lot of the things that you just said, I'm not here to knock Josh McDaniels, but you know, it didn't work out in Denver. Um, some guys aren't head coaches; they're better off coordinators. Uh, we've all seen that of all of our histories, whatever mm-hmm. you know amount of time that is. But I've seen it probably a lot longer than you guys have. And so, uh, you know, six wins isn't good enough; just not good enough from you know from a playoff team a year ago where they won their final four games in 2021 to get to the playoffs, uh, to go backwards like they did last year and to see just the really difficult losses they had. I mean, the Cardinals, I mean, just go through the, you know, just the gut-wrenching losses. Um, And you can say, okay, first year, transition year, okay. Well, you've already made changes at quarterback. The running back's not happy. Your tight end is gone. Um, You haven't really done anything outside of Marcus Epps to address the defense. And so – this is the reality. And I look, I'm only we're all we're only saying the same things that Raider Nation is saying. I mean, nobody right. covers and follows their team quite like your nation, and that's a great thing. But like I've got friends that are diehard Raider fans, and they're asking me, how is Jimmy G an upgrade on Derek Carr? I mean, it's mm-hmm. right out of the box, you know. And so look, the best thing they did last year was watch Josh Jacobs have the year they had. Like, I don't know. I talked to LaDainian Thompson about this a couple weeks ago. Like, I love Josh Jacobs. We all do. He's got a smile on his face, happy guy, great attitude, the whole thing. He doesn't seem happy right now. I mean, contract, players, you know, um, you know, all that stuff that can that players talk about. But at the same time, can you expect, you know, Josh Jacobs to go lead the league in rushing again this year? Like, I, I yeah. like not that he can't. But that's that's a hard thing to expect, and I never felt like they took advantage of that the way I thought. When you've got the league's leading rusher, you got to make that running game pay off, and I don't think they did a good enough job doing that last year. Yeah, and, and Baldy, let me ask you that too, because there's obviously coaching there. To your point, using weapons, knowing knowing what you're doing with the game plan, and so on. Um, and, but you also have the front office. I think Raider fans, listen, since since Al Davis passed away and even before that, as you know, as Al Davis in the later years after the salary cap came in, uh, kind of lost the way for the franchise. They get back to it. They, they sit here and they say, boy, it's been 25 years since we've been consistently good. Uh, and they're impatient. They want to win now. But you have Dave Ziegler come in. It's year two. Last year, he makes a Devontae Adams trade. He has no first or second round picks last year. And you have to build through the draft nowadays. Um, how you, you, you treat, you tell them to have patience with this. But when you have a new GM like that, are you with me that it really takes two to three years to see kind of fruits of that labor? Uh, and are we just more sensitive nowadays because we got social media and we can all complain at the same time at reach? Well, we see too many teams 
<laughs> go from last to first. Yeah. You know, we yeah. just saw the Detroit Lions turn their their season, their franchise completely around in one year last year. Now, I know Dan's going into his third year, and so you say, okay, third year. But, you know, they, they look like they're going in the right direction. But every year we have a team that goes from last to first in this business. And so to go from a playoff team to, you know, a six-win team, uh, that's not going to make anybody happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and look, I mean, there is a, a cynical part that you have to kind of address going this Patriot way. <laughs> it, it doesn't look like it transfers anywhere uh, else. Yeah. And so, look, I'm not, I'm not here to knock Dave or Josh. Like, it worked in yeah. New England when Tom Brady was the quarterback. But, you know, anybody that's tried to take the Patriot way, you know, um, to someplace else, it never worked. <laughs> and so, you know, it always starts with bringing their kind of players in, like you get Jacoby Myers and, you know, I mean, Jacoby's a good player. Like, is he going to change? Like, is, is it going to, are you going to throw to Devontae or Jacoby? You know, are you going to throw to Hunter or Jacoby? I mean, the ball's going to Devontae. Like, it needs to go there more. And he had a great season. Now, he's just that good. But I don't know, like, uh, the Patriot way. I mean, the Patriot way is fine <laughs> in Foxborough. Like, I'm not a big fan of it anywhere else. Because I, I don't believe that you can duplicate. Like, there's just certain pillars in this history of this game. You know, you can build Belichick. I mean, there's no duplicate of Bill Belichick. You can coach exactly. with Bill. You could have been around him. Nobody has his mind. Right. You know, and look, I've seen it. Nobody has Andy Reid's mind. You know, I saw him adjust an offense in one year when T.O. came. The offense completely changed. He got an elite player at that position for the first time. Donovan never played better. And he never looked better. Like, just you you can't just take that playbook and just take it someplace else. And this is the way. Like, we think you can, but that's not the way. That's not the way this thing works. Yeah, no. And that's a, a lot of Raider Nation has been echoing that this week as yes. they try to figure out what is going on and what the plan is. But, uh, Baldy, listen, we appreciate it. Make sure you follow Brian at Baldy NFL as well as uh, um, on NFL Network. And, of course, here on Odyssey, where he's our NFL insider, Brian Baldinger. Brian, thank you so much, man. We'll have you on again soon. Let's do thank it. Thank you, let's sir. After the draft, let's, let's build this thing. Let's got to strike some gold in this draft, and there's still <laughs> yeah. another day of free agency, but let's strike some gold. Let's yeah, find we- another I want to find another Max Crosby, man. I, I, <laughs> nothing makes me more excited than watching Max play football. Yeah, that's, that's what Raider Nation wants, man. They love him. So, Brian, we appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you draft yeah. time. Okay. Thanks, Take Brian. care, guys. Take See care. You. Thank you. All right, there you go, uh, Brian Baldinger. Of course, uh, Mo, uh, just a great conversation there uh, with yeah. with a guy I respect. Just so much football knowledge, and and the thing he does best is he actually breaks it down for folks, uh, and not for just NFL players, former NFL players, or people who are into the technical side of the game. He really does a great job of doing that all and uh, answering the questions for everybody. So, and and not surprising, a lot of the Raider Nation, the negative Raider Nation, this week. He's going to love that interview because he echoed some of the things they said. I was being Mr. Positive and getting hammered for it. Uh, and then Baldy comes on and kind of reaffirms some of what they're saying. And he's absolutely right. I was going to say if he had a little bit more time with him, I would have said the, the, the concerning thing is former players who played in New England, good players like Darius Slay are also criticizing the Patriot way. Yeah. So when you have players who – are gonna gonna become free agents or are free agents don't want to play for your team because of the way the culture is set up. 
mm-hmm. that's a problem because that's then problem. you're not only it's going to be hard for you to get good players to come to Las Vegas, even though there's you know the tax free thing. But players say, well, I don't want to be involved with the Patriot way. It's not something I want to you know join or think I fit into. Because Darius Slay was on Twitter criticize basically criticizing the Patriot way. He didn't criticize Josh McDaniels. But he said, people thought I just didn't like Matt Patricia. No, it's the Patriot way. And that's, as Brian <laughs> Bollinger said, that that's what it's being set up in Las Vegas with a lot of former Patriots coming coming west. So that's an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but great interview, of course. We appreciate Baldy coming on. He is part of the family here at Odyssey and NFL Insider for us. And so we'll have him on at draft time as well. All right, Mo, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we close out the show. Yes, it's time for that mailbag, and you can imagine uh, how it is. And Mo and I will talk a little bit about our experience on social media this week with Raider Nation. Yes, we're going <laughs> to delve into that because oh it's been gosh. a really interesting week. So we'll talk about it when we come back. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast, also on The Bet in Las Vegas on the radio. We'll be back right after this.